ready? Born ready. everybody this is Paulette from the Simply Paulette podcast I'm so excited this year of just being on the reset of many things new perspectives new ideas I want you to take a little moment and just sit in on the conversation that Keith and I discussed about relationships see you next week right in the, in the black woman I this is where I am with this I, I, I know that there are cultures, and look, there's one race, in my opinion. There's the human race. But there's cultures that, um, and can you record this for later? Yeah. yeah. There, there's cultures in, in the human race that depicts the females in different lights. And I feel, as a black woman, and I can only think as a black woman because I I'm, I've only had a black woman experience, but there, there is a uniqueness in our culture um, where our men first there, there are sons and we're nervous about our sons. And sometimes maybe we mother them too much because we know um, the challenges that comes that is unspoken where other cultures will not acknowledge what is blatant disrespect or targeting of our sons. Mm -hmm. And then what becomes our fear um, with our sons also becomes our struggle with our men. Mm. And what becomes the struggle with our men becomes a complete um, disregard of us as black women in our own home and then society as abroad. When you look at the black male, whether it's our husbands or whatever, we, we have the same struggle he got, if not a little bit more of a load, because I'm going to tell you something. Culturally, if you look at our, what I would say are healthy black men, our men who have stabilized themselves, got through the storm. And if he is not, and, and I am not making an accusation of him or saying this is wrong because I personally feel like as a human, you need to pursue what is best for you. But as black women, this is the perspective we have to sit back and sometime and look at when we, succeed in life when we become educated we work hard and we usually have to work harder than our counter parts or our other uh our other females in other cultures we work harder to get in certain positions and when we get there as a whole we are depicted as being rude unruly um unappreciative, snobbish, you know, um, not, not respected as if we may be behaving to our environment 
as others, you know? So then what, what ends up happening, the black female, where does she go to when she's out of line? When, 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 when the world has beat her up and told her, you know, either you ain't nothing or either when you become something, you think you all of that, you know, when she's, when, when she takes on the noise of the world and becomes, um, unruly, how is she met when you got podcasts that is primarily not about just females? You don't, I, I, at least I don't, maybe I need to be educated. I don't see a lot of podcasts from white males or black males that are directed to other females of other cultures. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think you're right about that. I, I, I see, I don't see people talking about Asian women. I don't see people talking about white women other than when they talk about the Karens, mm-hmm. but just white women in general. I don't hear them talking about them, but there is a whole market that is aimed at the black woman. Now, I will say for on the white women's side, is white men talking to white women? <clears throat> but you're right. You do have white white men trying to talk to black women too. And that isn't. But there are some white men talking to, to white women. But I think it's like you said, it's different cultures. It's right. Different but when he when he talks about the white women, is that the the whole premise of his podcast no, no, or I'm segment? About, no, I'm talking about when it's white man to white woman, like in their culture, like they're having their own cultural Com- conversation. Exactly. Yeah. But in our conversation, what in, in in just like I said, I'm only one person. I'm not as, you know, uh No, I think uh, I think you're nail on the head. I think in our in our culture for black men and black women, I think you said it best. It's the rearing of the sons, but right. then now how do you deal with these men? Right. And, but that's a generation thing because it wasn't like this, right? Exactly. Your husband wasn't like that. Right. But his, he was but raised differently. He, no, you know, I'm going to tell you something. My husband was raised in a home where the, the woman took dominance, his mo- mother, she took dominance, dominance and raised her children because after they split, you know, she was she was there. Now she did keep a good functioning work, uh, relationship with his father, but for the most part, um, his his life was reared with his mother. Mm-hmm. And then I grew up in a home where I had uh, two parents, where my father and mother was very much functional as husband and wife, but it was very dysfunctional to the extent we knew that there was extramarital affairs that was going on all the time. Mm -hmm. And so what I am saying is, as a black female, it is very difficult to get what you need when you are the majority of black women who go to religious settings, Mm -hmm. they're being taught on a regular basis that we're to be submissive to our husbands. And, and I do think I believe in that, but it is a disconnect when you are missing what it is. It's a very disconnect of how do all these things work when you haven't really seen it functioning well. 
That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know, you you don't know how it works. Right. You don't know how it works. And then when you are coming, when you like being left to yourself to figure it out, Mm -hmm. then you come up with all of this warped up way of thinking. And then you are going to these high profile individuals who have made a status in life that really has a relevant voice to the culture. And then you have these young ladies or even women my age and you're running after it because it's like an oasis in a desert. And then you're being met with more abuse verbally. I mean, I, I, I think yeah, we'll bring this up on another podcast because I, I want to see you some clips because that way you'll have information to support what you're saying. Right. Because like in general, it, and I'm, I'm yeah, I'm gonna say some clips because in general, it's really just I don't I'm not I'm not saying it's mostly women, mm-hmm. but the issue is men. We still have a generationally the expectation has to change, right? We can't get married at twenty twenty five. That's not the norm anymore. The money's right. not there. The economy's not there. But a brother around thirty. 35, oh, you're talking to a different brother, but that in between time, because of the expectation, you used to your mom, your grandma, they had married young, your dad had money young, we don't have money young, because there's that that whole economy part of it, mm-hmm. that's kind of what's messing some of it up too, because at 30 and 35, right, when brothers do get the money, the first thing they think about is, oh, I made it. Time right. for you to settle down and find a wife. But on the other side, when those women make the money, they don't say to themselves, oh, it's time for me to find a husband. They say to themselves, I now don't need a man. I'm and a, I and I think, and I'm, I'm telling I'm, you, I'm free. I am telling you that what you are hearing, when you hear, and this is why it's important that the black man and the black woman is able to come together and really have a real conversation where there's a level of vulnerability that, that you can, and, and I am ready to position it myself as a woman to, to at least be one that would step up and be honest. Because when you hear, um, a lot of women say, I don't need a man. What you are hearing is the miscommunication of what you're a lot of times, this is what women do when women are hurting and when women are troubled, I'm not, and I can't, and and I'm very careful to not say all women, mm-hmm. but I, and, and sometimes I, I slip up and say women, but I'm speaking mainly mm-hmm. of myself mm-hmm. and in people that I have had close contact to come conversate. Most of the time when you hear a, a black woman, communicating, I don't need a man, I don't need you. What you are hearing is not her heart. What you are hearing is her pain. No, I, I mean, and I get, we see, and that's what I'm saying, I think we recognize those women. Like, we, we can recognize those women. Well, that's I, more we, than, no, it's we talk, more. We're talking about the women who, because of the way the economy set up, they not, because, and it's a twofold thing. Well, you know what? 
we'll we'll start getting some of the younger women in here. Yeah. So you can have these convos because we've had some of them on, on Eldridge's podcast. Uh, shout out to Eldridge's podcast. And <laughs> you'll see like with the younger women. Right. The younger they are and the sooner they amass the quote unquote financial status that they feel that they should be at, that's when that switch turns on and there's just a disregard in is anger relationships is anger behavior is anger you know what but, and but it's the what? same thing with I, I, black I, men and i'm not i can't speak for a man because i'm not a man but i can tell you i have experience being with men and know when i am listening to frustration versus what is the heart of that man and it is, but it takes you being in a place of not being easily offended because a lot of men are sick and tired of women in this sense. They don't mind being responsible. They don't even mind giving you what you want and pursuing to get what you want. But the lack of appreciation of what it takes to get it, they're fed up with it. And so a lot of of their um a lot of the young uh, men and older men what has become extramarital affairs is actually uh an outlet of anger of showing you I ain't taking this no more. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna put a pin on it right there. We we gotta bring this combo back up because I wish I had the clip. There's a clip of a brother. Basically, that's what they were arguing. He, she wants to spend a quarter million dollars on a wedding. He's like, I'm not spending a quarter million dollars right. on a wedding. But you also haven't worked for the past decade. I mean, you haven't brought any money in the house. And you're calling me a broke boy because I don't want to spend a quarter million dollars on just a wedding. You know I spent a quarter million dollars on houses, even some cars, even on investments. But a wedding isn't. So he's just saying all that, but she's still saying that. I sound like broke behavior. And he finally got fed up at the end. He said, well, you leave me and see what you'll be called. Right. Because it's, you ain't working in decades. Exactly. And there's no appreciation. A quarter million. There's not even a let's work together. On, let's, you know, there's no kind. It's just automatically. I won't give you a quarter million dollars for a wedding. So now I'm broke. I'm broke after all of this. So this is what I was saying earlier, Keith. You don't wake up one day having a discussion about a quarter million dollar wedding if without having seen that ungratefulness way before now. That should have been noted highly in the dating process. Mm, See, and that's an IUP. And this is where you got to put it back on the brothers. And uh, and, and not just the brothers, but but everybody in dating. I guess it's, it's... what the young people call red flags. Right. You see the red flag? Because run. in in it in, in in we can use it as the red flag or we can say these are benchmarks. You know, we can say th- th- these are the uh qualifiers. This this what disqualify all these things but what happens is people you can't build something solid when you go against what is the norms of building, you just can't, you know, nobody in their right mind would be arguing the fact of having 
a quarter of a million dollar wedding that has been checked and uh, had a conversation, even in your courtship, if you got past the dating, the courtship is to say, okay, now that we know who we are, the courtship now is to see how you implement who you are into the life I'm already living. Yeah. See, I, yeah, this is a good one. Cause when I talk to you, I now realize that's basically the, the gap I was just describing the generational gap. Right. Because there was really no time for a lot of dating back right. in the day. Like the further back you go, the less dating you have to right. the point where, you knew who you was marrying at 16, right? Right. So over the generations, and you start making more money. I mean, 19, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, the, and then the economy starts getting better, so now people can kind of... And I think, like you said, you have to kind of know... Now I see what you say. You have to know yourself, know who the other person is, because it has to be a different reason to come together other than just the money. Right. So let me let me say this just before we lose it. Yes, we can go back and look at in in yesteryear how things were and how things were a little bit more accelerated and now is 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 more of a process but you have to also look at that in 1950 you had wood burning stoves mm-hmm. and today you got electric stoves mm-hmm. so instead of things getting worse they should have gotten better mm-hmm. And what has not, what has been lost in the, the, the you know, um, and, and, and to make my point, I, I need to finish my thought. When you look at technology, things has gotten better. When you look at um, the process of how things are acquired, it has gotten better. The most significant, and I would say one of the most significant things that you see have progressively gotten worse is that is the condition of relationships. And that is because the foundational things that was back in yesteryear was either mistranslated or not even really articulated. Mm. So people are trying to get a result without looking at the process of how you acquire it. Mm, mm. And it, it, it is no difference. And this is why you're finding women, even my age in their fifties that have been through long-term relationships, finding it difficult to acquire another one because it is skill. It isn't, you know, I, I don't mean to be crude, but it ain't, it ain't your vagina. It ain't your face. It ain't that you just better than the other woman and this and that. It is a skill. And and oftentimes what we don't realize as women, we can hand off skills that we may not even like the person, but they they have mastered certain skills. It's just like, don't get me wrong. You see good women all the time that have a standard. There's even men admire that the standard that a good woman has, how she she's only going to behave a certain way. Mm-hmm. She's going to carry herself a certain way. And that works as to being re- revered as a good woman. But that standard right there cannot be 
the standard in which you run a healthy relationship. It can accompany it. It can accompany you. But the other standards you need to add with that is the standard of how I will allow you to treat me before you realize I, this good woman won't be here no more. I like that. I like that. You know, and you can't wait 30 years to invoke that second standard. And, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, <clears throat> I like the analogy you used. I yeah, like, because you, you know and, what? And, maybe, and this is and, why good women always, they can't understand. Why would a man leave a good woman like me for this woman over here that's loose and all it is? Because this woman who's loose over here, no, at the end of the day, she ain't taking that. And if that man done got attracted to her because it's a level of excitement she brings to him, he will leave you because you become boring. Mm -hmm. Not because you're a good woman, but because he knows he can walk all over you and you're going to still be there. I get it. And, and with your analogy, maybe I'm thinking uh, maybe relationships have gotten better. It's just like with technology, right? Right. Before... With an iPhone, right? You would need a camera. You would need a ruler. You would need all these pieces of equipment right. for this small thing. So maybe it's the same thing relationships. Maybe a lot of people were married yes. that didn't even really want to be or need to be married. And now we're in a situation where, yeah, it's, my, it's not as many, but the ones that you do see and the ones that are prospering, you can tell those people want to be there. Yes, and I'm going to tell you, it's a lot of them that are challenged right now. Mm that can be made whole with the skills that are necessary. And relationships now are, they are much better uh, for surviving than uh, relationships of old because of many things. One, you can come together and build financially stronger now mm -hmm than ever before it doesn't matter whether the woman work or not you just got to know how your team is working together mm -hmm. you can build a stronger front with your children because you you now don't raise your children like you're gonna eat what i say you're gonna eat you're gonna do you know you can include the family mm -hmm. like i was saying in in the the um business meeting that we were having with uh, everybody. The one saying that I got from Eldridge that I didn't even realize that I was doing and my ex was doing at the time is we were running our family like a business. Mm -hmm. And now, even though Eldridge and I are no longer together, our family did not break in a situation that should have broke us all. Mm -hmm. Because y'all ran like a business. You still have business to attend to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And there's still challenges in our family, but the love bond and the respect and how we're going to conduct ourselves, that has not been broken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and there are times where we've had to take back where some of us wasn't talking to the other one. But even in that, it was clearly stated this is why we're we're taking back. I need you to respect these boundaries. And when it's better, I'll come back. But the love is still there. Mm -hmm. So this is what I'm saying. Right now, I am excited about the black family. Because I'm going to tell you something. 
culturally, we have survived what we should have never survived. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have been broken. We have been battered. We have walked in levels of devastations and still had to perform, if not equal or better than our counterparts. You know, when you just think about the things that just happened in recent years where um, people, men were being shot in the presence of their women and their children, and it was an expectation for that woman to have uh, control of her emotions and then still put in ha handcuffs. You know, the one I'm talking about, the guy who got shot, uh, who had a gun in the car. Oh, yeah. Um, and he told the officer he had a Philando, gun. Philando Castile. Yeah, yeah, and the woman and her child, her child yeah, was standing there watching him be murdered. Mm -hmm. And they she was placed in handcuffs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the 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 dignity that we that has been expected of us to live by and survive, you know, I just want to be a voice to, you can't save everybody, but it's an old saying that th this guy was throwing uh, starfish that had washed up on the beach back into the river. And somebody said, it's so many of them. Why, why do you bother? He said to that one, it matters. Mm -hmm. And you know, and that's the way I feel for the sister who is desiring to be that housewife, to be that supporter of, of her black male and to raise children, to honor him. I want to be there to encourage her and tell her these are the skill sets to do it. You don't have to wait till a man amass the million. You may be the brilliant mind that can see inside of him to help accompany him to amass that million. And both of you know you got it together. You know, it is. It is many ways to reach every goal, but in every goal, there, there needs to be a time uh, uh, appointed to each task, and there needs to be a knowledge and a skill set of how to acquire it. And if you take that same business concept and apply it to your family or your relationship, it will not fail. And the only time that, and I don't even like to say that marriages fail anymore. I like to say they end. Yeah. Because if you have given your best, a lot of times you may have chose a person in marriage that can only arrive to a certain point with you. And then you need to end it, end it well, and keep it moving. You're like a book. You, your life is filled with many chapters. Mm -hmm. Fill each chapter with the necessary adverbs and adjectives and end it and move gracefully on. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Simply Paulette Podcast, a podcast of the Jess Eldridge Media. 